Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Functional Spirituality. Today, I want to continue our deconditioning series with a topic called Energy Body Vagueness. So, I guess I want to preface this talk by saying I have been interested in spirituality for a long time. Actually, interested is um, diminishes really my journey. I have been obsessed with spirituality and really fervently practiced and studied and have been, yeah, a, a fervent seeker, desperate for the jewels of spirituality to be mine. And over my journey, I, I've seen a lot of the pitfalls. I've seen where I've put energy in and have not received any value back out. Of course, I've also seen the many practices and ideas and philosophies and modalities that have been really, really valuable for me. But in the last five years or so, I've, my spiritual practice has made a big shift. I, you know, for the first five, six, seven years, my spiritual practice was really dogmatic. I was following a lot of different yoga systems um, and some of the, yo most of the yoga systems I was following were not actually the mainstream yoga systems. So the mainstream yoga systems are basically variations and branches of Ashtanga and Vinyasa. So they all have the same kind of movements and principles and breaths and philosophies and like understandings together. And the types of yoga that I started following um, first was Bikram yoga, and then it was um, Hatha yoga. And it was not really the mainstream yoga. So I, and also my school was telling me, the two schools I were in were telling me about how I had found the real yoga and everything else was mainstream yoga. So that even more gave me reason to follow in step with the dogma and have this idea that I'd really found the golden yoga practice and everything else everyone else was practicing was, you know, diluted and Western and superficial, but I had found the traditional yoga and I'd I stayed in that style of practice for many, many years. And it um, continued, you know, as I started to evolve and grow up a little bit more, um, like I did my first teacher training when I was 22. So as I started to refine my practice a bit more, I started to see that some things weren't quite working. Um, and my practice started to refine, but, and it started to change a little bit more. And I eventually opened up my own yoga studio in, in Australia um, but that old style of practice still kind of flavored through um, into the practices that I was teaching. And it took a long time for me to really throw out everything that wasn't working. 
And everything that wasn't working was actually distracting me from the things that were working. Because all of the all of the yoga that I was practicing, the meditation, the energy work, the mantras and the mudras and the concentrations and visualizations and you know all the ideas and practices that that weren't actually working that were kind of nonsense or vague was actually taking time and energy and focus precious time and energy and focus away from my goals and my goals were healing from suffering and my goals were deepening awakening the experience of I am and the experience of my essential, formless, infinite nature. So I had those goals right from the start, but it took a very long time. I didn't have a consistent teacher or school or system, couldn't find it. One that was going to teach me about this essential infinity that I am and how to deepen that and integrate that deeper as well as how to heal myself from suffering. I definitely found many amazing teachers that that spoke about some of these domains, but never one that tied it all together in a spirituality that was what I was interested in. I wasn't just interested in my infinite nature. I also wanted to be a person in the world and heal from suffering. And yeah, it was very hard to find that. In fact, if I did find that, that, that system, I would be working for that system. Um, I wouldn't be trying to reinvent the wheel. I'd be full-heartedly trying to spread that with the world. Um, and yeah, I, I, I mean, now I'm even more clear about the field that I'm in and about the work that I do. And it's, yeah, not something that I've seen out there, the, this specific flavor that we teach about this in functional spirituality, the breaking down about suffering um, and how suffering comes into place and how to heal it. And then also all of the awakening techniques. And, you know, for sure, for a long time, I, I taught and practiced and learned some of these things, but there were so many, there's just so much fluff. There is so much spiritual dogma out there. And I'm feeling a tiny bit awkward and tense about talking about this today. Um, Actually, just yesterday, I, I felt to post something on my social media about the distractions um, in spirituality and healers. And it's a really, it's a really um, abrasive stance that I take because not many people are, are like me. I have a specific way of being in the world. Um, some people are like me, but I have a way of being in the world where I don't mind being confronted. I like being confronted. I want people to shake my belief system. I want to see where the, where the holes are. I want my belief system. I want my philosophy to be airtight. And in the end, it's philosophy, it's thoughts, it's not ever going to be airtight, but I'm interested in my philosophy to be as airtight as it can be from where I'm standing right now. Um, and, And then all of the unknowns and the uncertainties and the things that I can't answer, 
are are also held with with equal delight. I don't mind the things that I don't know as well. But I have a confrontational attitude. You can ask my partner. <laughs> it annoys him because he's a peacemaker and he prefers everyone to not be <laughs> confronted with and everything to be smooth. But I like things to get bumpy. <laughs> um, so I don't mind being bumpy. Um, but I'm also passionate about the value of bumpiness. I think that bumpiness offers depth and deeper connection and clarity and then alignment and then eventually efficiency, getting things of value um, easier and quicker, which I don't think getting things of value easier and quicker is necessary the most valuable thing in the world, but I believe it is really valuable at this time. I think we need a lot of healing as quickly as possible, trying to turn um, the currents that are spiraling downward into something that spirals upward into healing and peace and, and ease and flow. I'm actually happy that I took that long to to introduce this topic because, yeah, I probably wouldn't have felt um, so safe to introduce what I want to speak about, which is energy body vagueness. Energy body vagueness is an obstacle to healing. It's an obstacle to deconditioning. But I, I do believe that a lot of us have energy body vagueness. And I, my teaching was just littered with energy body vagueness. I, I used to teach energy body vagueness. So I used to teach this distraction. Um, and now it's completely eradicated from my teaching. And I can report back to you that actually everything is way better. And in practice, it's way better. Um, but also the way I feel about the, the spaces that I hold and the containers that I provide and the teachings and the programs that I do feel way better. They work better. I recommend to start to look at energy body vagueness if you, if you have it, but probably you do have it. So energy body vagueness is when we are not having a really clear idea about our energy body. So energy body is something widely spoken about and used in spirituality and in alternative medicine. So energy body is things like the chakras and the aura and the channels. And actually, those are kind of like the only things I know. I know there's so many other things out there about energy. And just like we have arms and legs are part of our body, other things that we speak about that people have as a part of their body that isn't physical, but, ener but is energy. Energy body vagueness is when we have a concept of our energy body. So maybe the concept is that we have an aura. Maybe the concept is, is that we have some chakras. Maybe the concept is, is that we have different layers of energy, different energy bodies. So that's the concept of energy. But when 
upon further investigation, at some level, that energy body falls through. And energy body vagueness is when we're, we're not even aware at what level the concept falls apart or it contradicts itself or it has no validity. And I know some people will be like, well, you can't know everything, which is true. You can't know everything. There are some things about our energy that, that we, you know, we don't know about. Um, but the, the problem that I have is that people are, are using really vague, um, with heaps of holes in it kind of arguments about our energy body and that is their best explanation of healing. I don't mind a little bit of energy body um, talk. In fact, in functional spirituality, we definitely speak about energy. But we speak about it in a pretty concrete way that basically everything is energy and our nervous system conducts energy. And, you know, we speak about it in a pretty clear and concrete way. In, a, in actually a really logical way. Energy body vagueness specifically refers to when the energy body is spoken about in relationship to vague theories that have come from other times and other texts and other traditions that kind of sound right but because the tradition is ancient or has validity in some other way, literally people will tell me, uh, they'll speak about the energy body or the chakras or about healing. And I'll be like, okay, like, where did you hear about that from? And they will literally cite how many followers on Instagram a certain person or school has. <sighs> um. I just, I, I know that there is a better way. I am so, it's so close to me. I used to do it. I was a part of it to romanticize ancient texts and to assume that anything that is from the past is better, that they had some special tools or special knowledge and there's some there's something really important here that I want to speak to, which is that people romanticize philosophies and practices from ancient times, from a thousand and two thousand and three thousand years ago. If if you have a technique or a practice or philosophy that came from a long time ago, it is automatically, we, we believe it's better, especially in spiritual communities. We think it's better. But this is a huge misunderstanding. The, the theories that we have from 3,000 years ago are the most rudimentary understandings that we had. People believe and are attached to these ancient teachings, what's happening here is that people are confusing the ancient teachings from 
an ancient time where we were more connected to nature. Which are totally different, but somehow get associated in people's mind. There is a simpler time when we were more connected to the rhythms of nature, where there was more ease in our nervous systems because there was less complexity and load because society wasn't as developed as it is now. And at that time, there was a special quality. And ancient traditions refer to that time and they refer to those qualities that are innately healing of our nervous system and therefore our entire body and minds because it was a simpler time. But we confuse that with those teachings being the most advanced and the most relevant for now, which they're just absolutely not. So we romanticize the ancient teachings. We romanticize little snippets of vague recommendations and pieces in ancient texts about chakras and nadis and energy centers. And the reason we do that is because we are desperate for healing. We are desperate for resolution and we're desperate for completion and for connection and for returning to a sense of naturalness and ease. We are so, so desperate for that. And we're just doing the best with what we have. Spiritual marketplace is just filled with energy body teachings. And we glorify people who speak in a really complex way. So they've made up heaps of stories about the energy bodies and how it's all connected to this ancient teaching and then it's connected to that culture. I That's actually where my spiritual practice started. So a lot of people start in like a yoga school and then slowly they start to learn about the energy body and it gets more and more and more complex and they feel like they're getting deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper. I actually started my spiritual practice in the most complex, elaborate school of energy body teachings. It was so complex. It connected so many things. So it really gave me a feeling like this is not vague. This is concrete. So I started with that and spent years in that, realizing that it was actually a distraction from what actually resolves suffering. In functional spirituality, we speak in depth about the science of suffering and of deconditioning, how and why the limitations of our functionality come into place from a young age and intergenerationally through complex stress and narrowing our capacities to be present it has nothing to do with chakras. In fact, a lot of this kind of chakras and healing and a lot of this work of spirituality and of the energy body is actually really just a spiritual replacement for the medical system. 
It's about taking herbs and pills and buying crystals and oils and doing certain things that will then fix you. It's the exact same pills of the pharmaceutical companies. But now it's all spiritual. But it's the same approach from outside in trying to get someone to heal you from the outside. Where actually the only thing that heals you First of all, you have to recognize what suffering actually is. It's having material of your own being that is stuck in the past with you in the present moment, preventing you from being clear and present and able to respond and able to connect and feeling alive, having so much backlog of material in your nervous system, so much stress in your tissues that you can't be present and you don't feel ease and you don't feel flow and connected. That is what suffering is. The lack of freedom to be in the present, the lack of freedom to respond to the present moment. How the hell are we supposed to heal ourselves with a crystal or with some oils or with having someone put energy into our chakras and, and things like that? That is not going to, inc- to heal and resolve that. And, you know, this is such a huge topic about the confusion and the lack of functionality about spiritual practice. Spiritual practice, it isn't even just about healing. There's so much in spiritual practice available for us, but it is so confused. And people rely on healing through energy body vagueness. It's not really clear how when someone does surgery on your chakras or puts a certain color or rings a certain bowl and you get a certain energy, it's not really clear on how that's going to help you be more present in your daily life. In fact, there's no education there about what your suffering actually is. What is your intention for being here? What is actually valuable for you? If you don't have, if your healing doesn't look at that and identify that and you're just getting stuff done to you, it will never work. You will only get effects. You won't actually get the results and the healing you deeply desire. So let me just wrap this up with a summary about what energy body vagueness is. And really, this is just a kind of introduction to the topic, getting you to think about some other things, really open to discussion about this topic as well, because I know so many and my entire spiritual practice was based around the energy body and it was totally vague and it was completely keeping me on the surface away from true deconditioning and healing. So I really think energy body vagueness keeps us on the surface, distracting us from deconditioning and healing, which is so simple. Real healing, real deconditioning is so simple. Listen back over some of the other podcasts about holding space. The answers are here. It's it's really simple. It's about connecting to yourself. And yes, there are processes around that and tools and techniques and understandings that help to deepen that, but that is what healing is. So energy body vagueness is when healing is referred to in relationships somehow, even indirectly to 
an energy body and the energy body is a construction of vague and loosely related concepts coming from ancient traditions and other random um, systems that could even be modern but that have some kind of validity outside of how it actually supports healing. Energy body vagueness is super rife at this time in spiritual practice, in spirit, so in healing practices and deconditioning and all of the variety of spiritual tools that are out there, which spiritual tools that are out there at this time are predominantly about healing, but their systems and way of doing healing are really vague. And it's likely that there's something in the way that you're practicing spirituality that might also have this vagueness because it is so very widespread. And it comes from spirituality in general. Spirituality has always been connected to power and to some kind of politics that where people are really hesitant to throw out the theories when they've been disproved, when new understandings come in place, and what they do is they just add stuff in and they just add stuff on. And it's a downfall of our society and of humanity, but it's also a downfall of our spirituality that we don't throw out old theories. We just add them in to new understandings, building really complex systems that actually spend way more time trying to prove its own validity than actually connecting to healing, connection, deconditioning, and helping people to resolve their suffering. So I think this is good as a kind of introduction to this concept as always, really open to hear any feedback that you have. I know some of you really resonate <laughs> with what I'm sharing here, um, and I know that it can be um, not the most popular opinion as well. Um, if you do resonate, I always, yeah, I always like hearing about it. I always appreciate all of you that, you know, take screenshots and share um, when you do resonate with a topic. So please continue to share. Please continue to give me feedback and would love to continue the discussion. Reach out to me on social media or in our Facebook group. I also sometimes get emails. It's all good. Love to hear from you. Thanks for listening and I'll see you in the next episode.